Greetings. Welcome to Cosmic Cooking. Hey, Dan. What up, bitch? How are you? I'm full. Food full or like emotionally full? Mm, good question. Full. Definitely food full. Okay. Is am I, am I like glitchy? Are you a little glitchy? bit? No, you're a little glitchy. Am I glitchy? No, you're clear. Oh. Why, Why did you know you were glitchy? I don't know. Let's see what happens. What was that? You? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Someone else is on the call, bitch. Someone else is on the call. Who are you? Share yourself. How are you? I'm okay. I decided to quit smoking completely. You and Queenity both, bitch. Really? No joke. She's been on a major detox here. Honestly, mm. she is manifesting alternative scenarios to get her out of her current scenarios there's an element of inability to communicate so like throat stuff smoking stuff like they're all related you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah so her not being able to speak her truth she starts weaning off of the cigarettes and the marijuana and like as a result of that is getting clarity like oh shit i'm using those things because of unhealthy toxic relationship with work bitch and then unhealthy mm-hmm. toxic relationship with Zabella, unhealthy mm-hmm. toxic relationship with her like house aka mauna aka peter aka saria also this bitch had one alternative of like okay you and Zabella come back to big island in june you guys uncouple in the meantime like wrap up your shit slash go visit your sister's baby you know these mm-hmm. kind of things And then she was like getting on board with that. Like, okay, yeah, okay. And like me just continuing to try and like support and keep her accountable for like, when you go back, all of your habits will be back. You know what I mean? Like you've come Mm -hmm. here for the healing. You've come here for the deprivation. You've come here to like, remember that you're strong enough. And now you Mm got to integrate when you go back, which is probably going to look a number million different ways, you know? So then today, Saria calls and is like, come to Sri Lanka immediately, immediately, like as soon as you can, you know, and all of these other moving parts now have another possibility. And I was again, just saying like, look, life's reminding you, like, if you leave yeah. place, life still goes on, you know, like you are, you are valued elsewhere, like you are needed elsewhere. Like she's really clinging on to these spaces and these people like she's the only one. No, bitch, you're not. (laughs) Got to check that spot. And you also got to like, remember, you need to put yourself in that spot. No one else puts you in that spot, you know? So anyways, that's a lot of the lessons and things that are coming up for her. But yeah, she came here in mega detox and withdrawals too, like from tobacco and marijuana. And she's colonixing. Bitch is in it. Wow, good for her. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm optimistic. And she's resting, which is also just horizontal. These things That's are good. Great. It's me, Moon, bitch. Space cord, space cord. Space cord, space cord. Space cord, space cord. Space cord, space cord. On this new moon, April, 2021, we invite you to join us, as two bitches explore their lives here on planet Earth, 
in connection to the cosmos. All right, everybody, welcome back to Cosmic Cooking, where we have more than two, less than four. Mm. All right, so uh, let's just dive right on into this, man. We got the sun in Pisces. Let me just clarify. The constellation, when I say where the planets are, planetary bodies, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the constellation of where they're at, their location, which is where they are in the sky as we see them, not in the sign of Western astrology, there is a distinction. We would like to introduce a bitch that serves as a bridge between the world of science and the esoteric world. Julie. In Western astrology, she is identified as Leo Sun, Scorpio Moon, Sagittarius Rising. The sun is in the constellation of Pisces. The moon is in the constellation of Pisces. Mercury is in the constellation of Pisces. Venus is in the constellation of Pisces. And Mars is in the constellation of, say it, Rachel. Pisces. Taurus. It's in Taurus. Very close. <laughs> Damn it. You set me up, bitch. I did. Pisces, Pisces, Taurus. <laughs> gotcha. It's in Taurus. We will now inform you of the planetary position of the outer planets. Jupiter and Saturn are in the constellation of Capricorn. Uranus is in the constellation of Aries. Neptune is in the constellation of Aquarius. Pluto is in the constellation of Sagittarius. The outer planets move significantly slower than the inner planets and will stay in these constellations for some time. Another thing that is important to emphasize is, you know, we're still experimenting with what the constellation of Pisces would mean versus the zodiac sign of Pisces. We're not entirely sure. There is certainly some overlap and connection because there's a ton of people that subscribe and believe in Western astrology, which means that they believe that the sun is in Aries and the moon is in Aries, but it is the zodiac sign of Aries, not the constellation. It is in the constellation of Pisces. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're cooking with, bitches. This is what we're cooking with. And it's hot in this kitchen. Yeah. Even though it's like pouring rain. Oh, it's pouring rain over here too. Probably can't hear your <laughs> rain over my rain. Is it rainy where you are? Let us know. Hit the space line. 707-780-2266. We would like to introduce a bitch that really wants connection with all space court listeners. Rachel. In Western astrology, she's identified as Cancer Sun. Cancer Moon, Gemini Rising. Speaking of the space line, I've got a gift that I want to give to one of our listeners, mm. which I'm going to take this time and space, continue a moment, and acknowledge our top listeners right now. I want to give a shout out to Quebec, Canada. We got some listens coming out of there. We've also got Belgium on the map. What? True story. And. I mean, USA is, is always a contender, and we don't really give any shout-outs there, but I'm going to do it this time. California, welcome, and New Jersey. Wow. Yeah, so if any people from that place call, you're going to get a double gift. But if you're just a standard listener, this is the gift that I have in my hand. I'm going to describe it. We decided to keep this gift a secret 
because it will create more mystery. We also decided to give you one clue. The subtitle says, in space, everyone can hear you sing. What if I hit the space line? It's like I knew you were going to say that because I was going to announce before that, like, Julie cannot call the space line. Huh. Like, there was also a part of me that was like, you know what? It's going to be the fourth person that submits it just to make it a little, like, I don't know, uh, a dicey slash a little. Caller number four. Exactly. We should make it caller number three because it's uh, Pisces. Cosmic cooking. Oh, uh, well, that's you. Well, I, I thought of four because the month of April. And I thought, okay, oh, so every good. month we could change the call. But I'm down with three. More than two, less than four. Yeah, let's do our first one, three. So if you're the third participant in hitting the space line, give me your address and I'm going to send it to you for free. The space line is 707-780-2266. Please include your mailing address. Now that we've taken care of the business, let's get to the pleasure. Shall uh, (laughs) you start with the themes that have happened for you over the course of the full moon to the new moon? Yeah. yeah, We're really wanting to connect what's happening on planet Earth with what's happening above in the sky. Three themes in the past few weeks. What's up? Let's see. Let's do the sandwich. So I find this desire to indulge and enjoy. It would be my first thing, which is just, you know, wanting to find the beautiful things, find the, I was really inspired by you choosing to do three funny things that happened to you in a day Mm, mm, and just wanting to fall in love with life again, Mm, mm. so to speak, because I I think that um, a lot of my stress and my internal dialogue comes from the stress that I'm feeling from, you know, being in school and stuff, it being like a really rocky semester and with life, just like everything Mm. happening at once. It's a lot. And like, you know, you get a break and sometimes that break isn't actually break and, you know, yeah. so it'll be welcome. So uh, when I do get that break, yeah, first theme, desire to indulge and enjoy. Second theme would be um, a little bit of loss and mourning, dealing with the death and mm. um, seeing how I handle, how I cope with death mm. and trying to find the beauty in all of those things. And a, my third theme would be a really strong desire to create. So I think that that's one of the more, one of the better things that's come out of mm. um, the last like two weeks or so, keeping me up at night, needing to sketch in my sketchbook, things that I want to make, ideas that I have. Like cool. I am at the opposite of a creative block and it's awesome. I'm very mm. happy about that. So definitely grateful for that yeah. and grateful for my, for my desire to indulge and enjoy. And uh, I guess grateful for making it through loss because uh, you really start to realize like how short life is when you are dealing with death Mm -hmm. and what, you know, it kind of helps to put things into perspective about what matters and what doesn't matter. Gratitude. Gratitude's always a great choice in all things for sure. You know, death is an interesting theme. So, you know, Queenity is staying me with with me right now. She has a birthday on April 14th and she's having a funeral for her past self, which I thought Mm. was a great idea because she's got a lot of habits that are no longer serving her that she's stripping herself from and Mm -hmm. situations and places and people that she's like consciously uncoupling from. So that's um, probably a theme that people are feeling in many ways, shapes and form. Yeah. I love this idea of consciously uncoupling. Yeah, bitch. It's so sexy. The talking about it is, I don't know. I've tried it once and I feel like it was pretty, um, (laughs) like there were things that didn't get uncoupled, you know, 
but I think it was a, a good attempt. And I feel like you just have to practice that shit. Cause I think there's a lot of conscious uncoupling that needs to happen all the time. You know, I'm sure there's other yeah. phrases for it, but I'm, I'm into it. I really like the, the work behind it. I imagine that it gets pretty difficult when, you know, because there's a lot of room for ego to get in the way there, right? Totally. Well, and I think the idea of the uncoupling itself holds elements of like a positive and negative charge, you know? And I think it's very often a challenge to, yeah, stay positive amidst the negative, you know? And I think the negative isn't necessarily needing positivity. Like that negativity needs to be negative, you know? That hurt needs to be felt. That pain needs to be exposed. And it's yeah. really hard to do that because it's just like extreme vulnerability. I think that's what I experienced in my first uncoupling was like, oh yeah, I am severely wounded and hurt by these bitches and I am not at all prepared to be vulnerable with them now, you know, like, right. yeah. So, but that's, I think what it requires. So again, like, I think there's a practice to being vulnerable mm-hmm. and there's a practice to trusting that you're safe in yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like it has nothing to do with anybody else. And so that's some of my processing out of that situation. And I'm optimistic. I'm feeling good, but I definitely dove right into a hamster wheel that was like, just keep moving, just keep moving. And my body's like, whoa, 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 why are we moving? We need to be still now. We're still healing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 but we can, we can keep moving and we can heal. And my body's like, nah, bitch, cannot. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Counterproductive, you know, which is when I think I told you I like gouged out of my foot, like this massive, like chunk of skin. Like I've been in this, like my toe, the day that Kennedy came, which was like a week ago, literally. No, it was Saturday to Saturday, but, um, I wanted to pee standing up and then I was starting to like get in my head and I was like, Oh, I should go over to those rocks. And I go over to the rocks and I just got like torn up anyways. Actually, this is a nice lead into my funny things uh, that happened to me today. So number one, as you may remember, I have a rat situation at my house. Mm Mm-hmm. Good news is today I have caught da, 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 14, my 14th rat folks caught in a trap. Amazing. Um, this is kind of like a stacked funny, but I'm counting it as one. Like the best acoustics for me to record anything, specifically like audio voice files, is in my car. So like my car is the recording studio. So this morning I needed to go in to get good acoustics. I'm editing an episode right now. Go to the car, fucking rat is in the cage. And I'm like, oh, well, I got to take the rat, you know, and relocate it. So I put the rat in the car. I drive what is a total of one way, eight miles. Oh, wow. And this is so that the rat is not like in a house space or in a business space. Like it's out in the fields, out into the wilderness, you know? open up the cage and I have the cage. The cage is horizontal to catch the the rat. I have it vertical and I'm shaking it. And the rat is like hanging on the bars. Like he is not going to leave the fucking trap. So I'm shaking it. Rat leaves, but he doesn't go into the wilderness. He goes into the street and under my car. And I'm like, okay, let's hope that he continued to go beyond my car and into the wilderness and didn't just hop into my car, you know, like hop up into the engine and is just like chilling there. And I'm thinking like, I'm not going to get down on my belly and like look under the car to see if maybe the rat is there. You know, like I just have Mm -hmm. to get in the car and go. And the whole time I'm driving, I'm thinking that son of a bitch is probably hiding behind the wheel and I'm just taking him back to the house. You know, I've driven these eight miles and like, I am taking the rat back to the house. How Mm -hmm. ironic, you know, that I drive all this distance, relocate the rat, bitch is just up in my car and like, ha ha. 
Number two, this correlates more with my story about standing up peeing. For all the bitches Mm -hmm. out there, if you've ever tried this, like it's kind of a situation. Like it depends on your height. It depends on your weight. It depends on like the size of your thighs. Like there's a lot of elements. It depends on your vagina. I'm sure that's also a a contender of like Mm -hmm. elements and variables that matter. I usually do like a quasi, like almost trapezoid kind of squatting position. And like Mm -hmm. that allows for like no like leaking down my legs and it's like a clean pee it's like definitely a stream but I've been trying to like master this for quite some time and haven't been very successful so last week when Kennedy was here and I had like my pee situation was like oh I want to pee standing up but Kennedy's right there like I'm gonna go over to these rocks went over to the rocks tripped on a rock and like ended up gouging you know my left big toe with like all the skin coming out broke my right flip-flop like it was a situation I was like what the hell so I tell Kennedy about it and she's like oh yeah I've got friends that stand up peeing you have to use your hand And, and in my brain I was like that's super smart so today I'm at the same spot where I previously had my like wake up call of just like, yeah, but you can stand up peeing, but you got to use your hand. And sure enough, take my hand, spread the lips, use my finger. And guess what? Bitch, Mm -hmm. it's like target peeing. I am spraying like what I perceive a dick to be like, I don't have a dick, but I'm just saying. And then in my brain, this is where it gets funny because I'm thinking, why the fuck haven't we pieced this together? It's not like men go around and like have both of their hands up. You know what I mean? And they're just like, I'll just pee like this. Whereas bitches are doing that. Like both of our hands are like holding our pants or something. And we're just like trying to pee without like actually touching ourselves. Like men Mm -hmm. have to hold and aim their penis. Like women have to aim and hold their clitoris. Like this to me was like, are you kidding me? This is the secret bitches. I think it was like funny. Like why the fuck hasn't anybody figured this out too? I was also like, wow, almost one week later, I'm at the same spot where I had the situation before, but I've integrated, you know, we're doing it right. Number three. (laughs) That was my favorite one so far. (laughs) I don't know, bitch. I think this one's going to get pretty good. Oh shit. Number three. So we're driving one of the most gorgeous. I mean, it's hard to say most gorgeous on this Island because it's everywhere. But we're on Red Road and we're driving and we're talking about Kennedy's baby, a.k.a. her niece, who was recently mm-hmm. born. And we're talking about her sister, a.k.a. I don't even know her sister's name, but we're going to call her Kennedy's sister. Sister. So she shares with me that her sister has two face tattoos and one is very recent, like recent within less than a year ago. And the tattoo Mm -hmm. is on sister's face above eyebrow and it says loveless. So like love less or like loveless, like one word loveless. Oh, like there's no love. Yes. No love. Some context is needed. Kennedy's sister has multiple tattoos. The first tattoo sister got was 15 years old, three stars behind the ear, then was involved with boyfriend who had a tattoo gun. So got like an anarchy and then also got his name tattooed on her like stomach. And then um, what else? What other tattoos does she have? Oh, same guy. She put trust on her. I think it was ring finger because Mm -hmm. uh, this was going to be her partner forever. Mind Mm -hmm. you, I think she's like 15, 16 when she got this. Mm -hmm. Flash forward, I don't know how many years, she then puts trust no one. She adds a sentence and a line to the finger tattoo because her and boyfriend break up. 
you know, life does what it does. So anyways, Kennedy tells me about this loveless tattoo and I'm like, bitch, you've already told me how your sister rolls. Like she's going to turn that shit into a sentence. You know, it's going to be like never loveless in Las Vegas or something, you know, like over time, (laughs) she's going to have this like forehead tattoo, you know, and then Kennedy comes back and she's like, no, no, no. It'll be love lessons. Like she adds on O and S, you know what I mean? And I'm like, now we're talking, now we're talking like love lessons from my daughter, you know? Like, like we're just imagining this entire like arc across her forehead on this tattoo. It's like evolving over time. It's like a whole paragraph of attention stomach. <laughs> it's like spiraling around her face, like underneath her mouth, like up her nose, you know? We're like, so cute. So cute, Kennedy sister. Yeah. So those are the three funniest things that happened to me, which I feel like last episode I tried to like try and try to figure some themes. Number one, it was something about like what goes around comes around. Themes of irony. Yeah. Wanting to do one thing and something else. No, exactly what you don't want. Yeah, exactly what you don't want happening. You going through all of this work to like have it not happen and it happens. Yeah. Like, oh, rat, you're going to be relocated. Oh, no. You're just going for a joyride. This (laughs) is going to be a real good story for your rat family. So there's that one. And then two, I think maybe resourcefulness, the whole like use our hands. That to me is a huge epiphany. And I think it could even be, yeah, this could be like a revolution. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then three, I mean, love lessons. I think just straight up love lessons. Love lessons. That's the the theme there. That's the stuff. Yeah. Like this idea that like from her sister's tattoo, we're able to come up with love lessons. I mean, this very dark choice that her sister continues to make, but then also recognizing like compassion, bitch, empathy, like something is alive in this bitch. You know, there are love Mm -hmm. lessons that are happening. True that, true that. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about your second story about peeing and everything. And Mm. there's another woman that was talking about this and she's a comedian. Her name is Sam something. Shut it. Nope. It's on Netflix. Sam starts with a B. Banks? Sure. Anyway, she talks about the exact thing that you just said. It was like, I could pee standing up and it's like spot on peeing. Like, why don't we do this? Like Mm. talking, saying the exact same thing. And I'm just like, wow. Message loud and clear. Earth. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I hear you. Never sitting down to pee again. You yeah. got me. So are we washing our hands before and after now then? Is that how we do this? That's what feels right to me. Like you have to wash your hands before. Okay. Why don't you take now. a poll of all the men that you, mm-hmm. I mean, talk to dad, talk to brother, talk to Jabari. Mm. You know, to I'm not talking if, to family about this. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's a reasonable thing. Like what are the percentages of you washing your hand before and after you pee? That seems like a reasonable, like not too taboo, controversial question. I definitely hear your point with that. But at the same time, they're external and we're internal. We have like multiple internals though. Like, let's be honest. We are the fucking lotus flower. So I hear what you're saying, but I don't think mm-hmm. this is the internal. We have like gatekeepers. You know what I mean? Like we got bouncers. Yeah, we got <laughs> bouncers. We got gates. And then you get to like the like door. You know what I mean? The and then the you get to like, yeah. And then you get, and then you get, and you know, like there's layers here. So (laughs) I I hear you. Cleanliness is important. I think it would depend on the situation. Like there are some times that I definitely will be like washing before and washing after. And there will certainly Mm -hmm. be times like when I'm by the ocean where I was, where I will be like putting hands in water, putting hands in water, you know, like, or going into Mm -hmm. the ocean. I think it's circumstantial. I can't say that 
all of the time, that will be the story. Mm -hmm. I think that there are scenes and scenarios, just as when I used to pee the way I did in the past, like my previous peeing self would wash hands before and after versus not, you know? And that's like conventional toilet paper sitting on a toilet kind of style that I'm talking. You know what I mean? When do you think that came about? Do you think women always squatted to pee? The same time Western astrology was born. God damn it, Ptolemy. You know that that's what happened. They were like, okay, taxes. Okay, now what else? Ah, let's get people to pay us to shit you know, and piss. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. And yeah. They better sit the fuck down when they do it. And yeah. then they have to buy soap and wash their hands. Oh, it's, it's all yeah. about that damn money and toilet paper. Oh, wondering also why we're not all on the bidet movement. Smart. Why are and we, very true. Very true. Why are we still I think not? we're getting there. I, I think we're getting there. I'm seeing a lot of this environmental, you saved 10,000 Q-tips because you bought this plastic one. And then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. now you saved 1,000 detergents because you bought this. You know, like it's the bridge, right? It's the bridge between still buy more shit that's mm-hmm. seemingly better than the other shit, but it's mm-hmm. a little more expensive and it's good for Earth. And it's reusable. We're partnering with Earth. Sometimes we're really <laughs> Earth sometimes. collab. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's here's something that really irks me, if we can just side note here. There's something that really irks me about like environmental stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. it always falls on the consumer to be more environmentally conscious, right? But like mm-hmm. Where is all, where are all the commercials and all this other stuff for corporations that actually produce this shit? One, and two, make the commercials to make us want to buy it. Three, act like, you know, make it, make not using it such a taboo, you know, like it's like apparently. You mean the truth? (laughs) Are you talking about the truth? Are you talking about like actually like knowing the source of where your stuff comes from? Is this, are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. What? That's, it's, that's it's crazy, crazy because dude. this that's stuff crazy. is like, this, dude, I know, but there's like, it's not like it's a fucking secret. Like there's classes on this shit, like whole classes at universities on this stuff, YouTube channels on this stuff. Like this is not like esoteric hidden information. This is like out in the open and we're ignoring it and choosing to be like, how dare you use a straw? How dare you use plastic cutlery? How dare you have a non-electric vehicle? Yeah, somebody had to make this, you know? And like, where's your hate for them? Why are you coming at me? It's marketing, you know? Yeah, true. Like, this is just the nature of, I think, the beast right now, you know? People that are against people. Right. Super, like, hypocritical. Right. Consistency, Uh, you know? Which I think is a a huge theme of, like, COVID. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is your thing. But now I'm confused because if this is your thing, then you shouldn't be doing that thing, you know? It's like what the fuck what's what you know yeah i think that's another thing that like my messaging of slow down within the past Mm -hmm. two weeks like the bloody foot because i was trying to pee standing up in a different spot than where i was i mean that to me was very clear like collectively like literally a year ago the world stopped literally one year later it's building a momentum again. Things are not quote unquote normal like they used to be, but there's a momentum and I really get the strong messaging that life is like, did you not learn your lesson? Slow the fuck down. You know, almost as if pandemic's going to be like, we're going to flare up again if you don't fucking learn your lesson. It already is. We're at like spike four. Yeah. Yeah. But I am happy that so many people are starting to feel more comfortable and people aren't like just so afraid anymore. Like that was the biggest thing for me was like, the just collective fear surrounding COVID. And now I'm just like, all right, well, I'm happy that you're not living in fear and terrified and right. Then feel like you're going to die if you leave your house. And stuff. What'd you say? 
and they got the vaccine. There's, you know, yeah, a lot of know, peace of mind that's happening. Yeah. All right. Speaking of peace of mind, do you uh, have the tarot? I do. I'll pull it right now. Sorry, I was just filling my water a little bit. All good. Drink, everybody. Drink. Yes. Yes, bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it. I'm totally Let doing it. Let me find my tarot while you, while you take your sippies. Good things today. I made $100. I did someone's hair. Congratulations. Benjamin. Thank you. Do we want to do Voyager Tarot or Dolly? I mean, this is your baby. I trust you. If you like the Voyager, I am a fan of Voyager. I mean, I love the Voyager too. Lighting my Palo Santo. Okay. All right. Shuffling my deck now. New Moon Tarot from New Moon and Constellation of Pisces. Three cards. More than two. That's three, four. Understanding the archetype of Pisces. Hmm. In the context of the moon, yes. The archetype of the constellation of Pisces, yeah. We, we we want some insight on that for sure. Insight into the archetype of the constellation of Pisces. Mm-hmm. Cutting. You ready? Mm-hmm. We got nowhere. We got the learner mm. and compassion. Wow. Wow. So we definitely have some Pisces zodiac sign archetype. Oh yeah, Pisces constellation archetype. We got overlap there. We got two crystals and a wand for knower. Uh, yeah, sage of crystals for the knower, child of crystals for the learner, and three of wands for compassion. I really enjoy that, like knower and learner, like almost kind of cancellation of kinds. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I like knower more than teacher. I like that choice of words. It's the sage of crystals, which the sage is mm-hmm. also not a teacher, but a knower, like a, mm-hmm. a excuse me, the archetype of wisdom. So, okay, yeah, I was so going to say wisdom keeper. For sure. Pretty sure that's Albert Einstein. Mm-hmm. We got a hand, left hand, holding crystals, slightly open palm. Uh, we have a galaxy. We just have crystals fucking everywhere. Sky and crystals. Everything is like about wisdom. Everything is about like greater knowledge. The learner, there's a child with its hands open, ready to receive. Looks like there's pyramids, a couple different stacks of pyramids. And then there's like a child holding a doll. There's like this dark, empty, skylit space behind them. And they're looking into like this brighter side of the card to the left. And there's like the sun, just like a lot of um, coming into knowledge feel. Everything is like directed towards the sun, directed away from the shadow. And then we got compassion and there's like a, a mudra. That's the name of it. A mudra. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's like a like bronze the, one. Yeah. Bronze or gold. Yep. That's the one. And it's the thumb touching the middle finger with the index ring and pinky fingers up. Um, and it's right in the center. And then there's like a flock of birds and then two roses, the sun, a rainbow, a butterfly on a finger, and then just another handprint with like, looks like there's like a vacant space for a heart in the middle. And just lots of sky, big open sky mm. for compassion. So what I'm seeing here, if I can put these together in a narrative, would be like the knower and the learner are two, um, not opposite, but two very prominent parts in ourselves. Mm. There's like the part of us that knows who we are, knows where we're at, knows things, has wisdom. I think that a lot of times that we think that the knower and the learner are like separate. Like we're only one of them at a time. And when we're in the position of the knower, we like see the learner as like a stranger. When we're in the position of the the learner, we see the knower as the stranger. Mm. 
the learner is, of course, childlike, open, ready to receive knowledge. The sponge doesn't know what they don't know, but is ready to see. When you are a knower, you don't really see how much you have to learn sometimes. Mm. Kind of putting yourself in a box and you can't know more because you think you know it all already. And being the learner frees you from that box, right? So this to me is like finding balance between being the knower and being the learner, seeing that you're both at all times and having compassion for the one that you... I guess, normally wouldn't cultivate in that moment. Like when you're the knower, not looking down on your learner self. And when you're the learner, I don't know, not feeling so separate yeah. from your knower self. I like that. The embodiment of it all. Yeah. I gave it my all. Yeah. This <laughs> compassion one is really sticking out to me a lot. I mean, it's just like, it looks like is the compassion. Yeah. Knower, learner, compassion. <laughs> Space Chord. Space Chord. Inspired by our natal chart and sinistry readings of Britney Spears, Space Court will now utilize Britney's Gimme More in our moon introductions. All credit and thanks goes to Britney Spears and her constituents.